Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Back to Basics program with Rebel El Shalom. Anybody who has a great life, has enough money, Baruch Hashem, has a great family, he is just happy, he is the best he could possibly be, why would he want that to change? Why would we be yearning for Mashiach and praying for Mashiach all the time? So we are going to dive deep into that on today's episode. I'm Israel Yudkowski. You are listening to the Foundations Podcast. All right, so we are back for another episode on the Mashiach series. Last time we have learned who he is and how he is going to be revealed. How do we know that it's him, right? How are we going to know that it is him? Maybe it is just another uh, cheese and crackers or Shabtite's V. Or like they say, there's the Jerusalem syndrome. Um, yeah, so how do we know? out there. Yeah, so how do we know that it's actually him, what the Nevi'im promised, what Hashem promised us through the Nevi'im, through the prophets, uh, that is the Mashiach that he meant. How do we know that? So that we figured out, the Ramam gives us clear indications. How do we know? And we said the number one thing is, after all the list of things, you know, let's call it criteria that he needs to have, is if he built the base Hamikdash, then I know for sure he is the king, the Messiah. Before we start, I want to let everyone know that starting next Q&A, we won't be giving out one copy among mm. the shoulders of giants. We will be giving out a copy to every single person whose question is answered on the Q&A. Ooh. Yep. So send in your question to jewishfoundations at gmail.com on today's episode or any one of the episodes. And if we answer your question on the next Q&A, you will get a free copy of the fascinating book on the shoulders of giants. You guys should um, send in questions uh, besides getting the book, which is awesome. But... um. Um, you have this free platform to ask any questions, so, and we will try our best to answer them and to try to grow and to know. Now, this episode, we're going to try to figure out, okay, so Mashiach came. What is it designed for? What is that promise that, okay, so Mashiach comes, and like we said last week, we're going to have the kingdom of Mashiach, but what are the days of Mashiach designed for? How long it will last? What are, what's the purpose of that, and what should we yearn for? Last week we said we set a goal that even a very rich and comfortable person that's living a relatively comfortable life, he should be yearning for the days of Mashiach, and that's what we're going to figure out today. What will be happening there in the days of Mashiach? So if I usually when I give a shear in a crowd on this topic, I usually start asking, what did you guys hear that happened um that will happen when Mashiach comes. And people start saying all kinds of these ideas. We're going to fly on wings of eagles. And we're going to... Bread is going to grow on trees. On trees. What else is going out there? Money is going to go on trees. Uh, that's a good one. And uh, and uh, uh, we heard that a wolf lived with, with the sheep, right? Yeah. Um, Israel will, will, will expand, be the whole world something. And Mashiach will come on a white donkey, right? Yeah. And um, uh, um, some heard that it will be a white Ferrari, but you know, <laughs> but um, 
I guess. Ba- basically, uh, this uh, amazing uh, fantasy land. Right. Sounds like a, like a kid's cartoon, you know? Right, right. So today's year, Flying unfortunately. Eagles <laughs> and food growing on trees. Yeah, definitely a kid's cartoon. <laughs> right. Pull up Disney, pitch the idea. <laughs> right, so we're going to learn today. Sorry to disappoint you, Israel. I'm going to ruin the whole movie. Um, because we're going to learn today. It's not exactly like that. We're going to learn what's what's right and what's wrong, and what does it mean, all those things that we heard. Another common thing is like everyone's going to, Mashiach will come. Suddenly everyone comes out of their grave, runs to you. That's a dangerous one to deal with. Yeah, that I heard. I, I was also confused. Like I thought for, you know, when I was a kid that, yes, amazing when Mashiach comes, everybody's, but then I heard that it's not. It's like a few hundred years later. Or, so today or, we're going to explain. Gonna, it's not exactly. I didn't hear detail, but, but, but basically I heard that it is not. It's it's not at the same time, you know. It's two separate. It doesn't exactly. going to come, and it doesn't you know. depend one on each other. That's what we're going to learn today, but we're going to get to that. Okay, so basically, <clears throat> this year is designed to make a nice seder and focus, and and you know make make some order in this big mishmash that people just throw a lot of things in the blender and press play. And um, another important thing is to understand the concept of the days of Mashiach. Why are we yearning? Why are we praying for it so much? Why do we want it so much? Okay. It's literally, I think it's like the number one thing in Judaism. Like what's the first song that you teach a kid in God when he's three years old? We want Mashiach now. Mashiach, Mashiach, Mashiach. Yeah, it's like it's, it's. I mean, just everything is just Mashiach, 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 Mashiach. And when you're done, Mashiach again. I heard once from Rabbi Rabbi Orlovsky. He said, uh, you know, he was giving some seminars to non-from Jews, and someone came up to him and says, you know, you make life so hard for me. Me, I have crazy amounts of money. I could do anything I want to do, and I do it. But for some reason, every time I see you, I just kill myself over the fact that you're much happier than me. You have a much better life than me. Even though you're just living, you know, Harnoff. simple, no, yeah, simple, like whatever, good life. No, Harnoff is Nothing good. crazy. I, you know, travel around the world, craziest cars, craziest vacations, craziest food, but some reason you're happier. Just, you know, it's crazy. And like, I think we mentioned this in one of the podcasts before, so that, you know, really it's the the happiest way to live, the best way to live. So, if you have the best life from anybody else on planet Earth, why would you want something else, you know, type of thing? Right. What, what would push you to, oh, I want it like, well, right. it's like kind of Mishesh right. Lomona wrote some time. It's like, oh, I want more. No, oh, no. not a, it's, I, I that's know. My it's mo- that's my money. Not. That's my money. Mishesh Lomona. It only works by money. When you have $100, you want $200. I wish it would be, there's a song by Ishai Rebo that he sing, He says this beautiful idea. He says, I wish that also by mitzvahs it will be Mishiesh Lamone uh, wrote some time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we true. wish. So true. So exactly, that's the point, that we want that rich guy that lives a relatively comfortable life. There's no disclaimer, there's no rich guy that has a perfect life, but... Relatively, let's say he has good life. There's nobody who has a perfect life, period. Right. I heard from rabbis, big rabbis in in Chutzlaritz and some very rich communities that the people come and tell him, 
Like, why should I? Why should I pray for Mashiach? People say it. I mean, it's scary because it's the most. It's one of the Yud Gimeli Karm. That's the basic of our yeah. beliefs, and we're gonna. That's what we're gonna learn today. Yeah, no, we're gonna learn I today it's why. Like, it's very true. Like, if you don't know what Mashiach is, and I have a wonderful life. Obviously, we've been working for years upon years, and you know, the it's building your family and building your business and saving money, and you know, you finally after thirty years, you got to this incredible life you're living. Well, why should I want something else? Like, right. you know, like I should give that all up in a split of a second. Oh, yeah, Mashiach, great. Like, no, like, look what I just built here. Right. You know, like, well, why Why would I want to and give that And you think up? you're going to give it up. There. Ooh. 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 Yeah, so, so like, okay. so, so, so I guess, like, if you know what Mashiach is, right. which I don't know, I'm, I, 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 I want to learn this too. Like, I also, you know, I also have thought about this in the past, like, Mashiach, like, what's a Mashiach now? Right. Like, what? Why should obviously, I? we want it, and, the, you know, everything's great, but, like, it's not working out for me to, yeah, today. Yeah, yeah, uh, I, I have tomorrow. a meeting uh, tonight. I'm not, you know, like, I'm opening a career now. I'm building a building. Like, you know, Mashiach now, like, you know. Yeah, no, no, four years. Let me build my building, make my money back, make some good yeah. profits, go on vacation. Ah, then we'll have, a, you know, after I retire, okay, you know, let's, right, uh, right. okay, now I'll start uh, truly praying for Mashiach. But but I guess, you know, also for me, like, I would really want to know what, you know, what Mashiach is to, to know, like, every time I pray for it, like, it should come from a real place. Good. So, so let's dive into it. Let's, Let's understand it. it. That's why that's why I feel this year is so important because it's something we're doing every day, something we yearn, we talk about all the time. We want so much. And like, what do I want exactly? Yeah. What is it? What, what is, is this it? thing? What is yeah. that thing? <laughs> yeah. So, uh, sim- I mean, it sounds crazy, but we can figure it out very easily, relatively very easily with this Rambam. And it's Chaval. I realize so many people don't know this. And, uh, and you know, it... it just going to better your life. You're going to understand life better. So here we go. The Ramam starts with a disclaimer. You see, because I, and this is, again, this is not my, this, I'm going to say my feelings for a second. I'm, I'm just, everything I, I say, I, I try to quote in Hassan, but this, I'm going to say my feeling. I feel that the Ramam is bringing this first point is like, because that's the number one problem over here. People have all these ideas about Mashiach without just looking at the promise itself. So here's the Ramam, back to the Ramam, not my thoughts. Um, Ramam with the first disclaimer. Al yale al alev shebimosa Mashiach yibatel davar mimin hagashal olam. Al yale al alev. You realize the words that the Ramam is choosing? It shouldn't come to your heart because it does. You realize what the Ramam is doing over here? People have all these crazy ideas on the Mashiach and the Ramam knows it. The Ramam that lived 850 years ago, even at his time, he had those craziness going on as ideas that people are spewing about Mashiach. We, we know it from, from the Christians, right? The Rambam says that the Muslims and the Christians basically came in one word. They claimed that they came to spread the idea of Messiah around the world. That when the real King of Israel, what the Messiah really means, will come. The whole world knows about the concept already from the mm-hmm. Christians and the Muslims. So imagine. Imagine the Christians and Muslims wouldn't have this concept, wouldn't spread. The Christians actually spread the most the idea around yeah. the world of Muslims Messiah. Muslims, I didn't know. They also... also they call him Muhammad the Moshiach. They call him like a prophet or mm-hmm. Messiah, which is kind of, you know, tied in the bundle of, oh, he's the new guy, the new prophet, the new leader 
of the world of that holds the truth, mm-hmm. so to speak. But anyways, we'll get back to to the Rambam saying it shouldn't come to your heart that when Mashiach comes, um, this is my biggest one. Like usually on the days of Mashiach, people think that when Mashiach comes, we're going to have our leader. He's going to build a base something that's like we said till now. And then we're going to go back to horse and buggy. People really think it. People are really convinced. That's why all those millionaires and, and people are afraid when Mashiach will come because then I need to give up on my Ferrari. Literally, people are thinking like that. And that is 100% wrong. Now, disclaimer, there, this comes from a machlokas. If the if nature, if there will be any change in the nature or not, and we pask in the Raman paskins, the machlokas Rav and Shmuel, and we pask in the Raman paskins, that, uh, that we pask in that there's, the world will continue the way it is. Now that we have the Industrial Revolution, right, the modern days, it's not the Mashiach comes suddenly, oh, we can't have cars anymore. For what reason? Why? That's not the point of Mashiach. I mean, at the end of this year, when we truly understand the idea of Mashiach, you're going to have a better answer on this, okay? But first of all, disclaimer. We're not going back to horse and buggies. Don't worry, guys. You can keep your buildings. You can keep your business. You can keep everything you have. Like it's literally going to continue the same, like same job, same store. Same job, same same stores. Yes. I'll tell you what will change. There will be a change. But not that you need to get rid of your money or your bank account. Olam Kiminogonoik, says the Ramam. The world continues. Oh, we're going to see about that. We're going to see about the good and bad. Also, another disclaimer, uh, another misunder- misconception is people say, oh, there won't be a Yetzirah anymore. I'm not going to want to do a virus. That's also wrong. We're going to see exactly what that means. I'm sorry. I'm like, so I give this year many over oh, people are in shock. Comes, then I'm going to be fine. Go why fight with the Yetzirah now if soon Mashiach is going to come and then I won't have a Yetzirah. So I'll just like, whatever, I'll give in. And when Mashiach <clears> comes, <throat> nah. Terrible. Terrible. Really sorry, wrong. buddy, but you got to work. Uh, you'll see. We're going to see what's going to happen with the Yetzirah and Yetzirah Tov in the times of Mashiach. But clearly, clearly, you're going to have a Yetzirah and Yetzirah Tov in the times of Mashiach. But we're going to explain in what level, in what fashion. I'm, I'm, that's why I always bring a book. You know, there's a book over here. Here, oh. as you can hear, there's a book over Mishnatayrul here. Yeah, I usually don't have a book, but if you want to look it up, it's in Hilchos Melachim. Uh, Perik Yud, Yud Base, what we're reading right now, and you'll see it straight for yourself. Don't think that when the time of Mashiach comes, there will be a change, uh, a, a change in the way the world is going. Okay, Olam Noeg, the world continues the way it is, or like suddenly the sun will have a different um, cycle, or the moon will suddenly be forty-five days instead of <clears throat> on average thirty. Wrong. The world will keep on spinning, as they say, the same way. Soon we're going to learn what will learn, what will change. Ela olam keminogonoik says the Rambam. He's quoting the real machlokis. That's how he paskins. Olam keminogonoik. The world continues in the tradition it always had. Vizeshenim arbi shaya. Oh, what about all those guys that say, "Hey, it says in Isaiah." It says that the wolf will live with the sheep. 
And the leopard with the goat, Yerbats, Mashal Vechida, says the Rambam. The Rambam comes and gives you a big, 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 big um, disclaimer over here. He says, all those things that you see in the Navi, they're a parable. It's a Mashal Vechida. When it says that the sheep will live, the sheep will live with the wolf. It's not that literally the wolf, suddenly the sheep, hey, wolf, how are you doing? And they start chilling together and he's not <clears throat> eating him for lunch. It's a mashal v'chita, says, I'll read it to you, otherwise you won't believe it. Inyana davar, it's a parable to tell you a nimshal, that the, that the Jewish nation, Yoshim will sit together with Rishi Akim Mishulim Kazev, with all those, with all the nations. The nations that all the time, what were they doing to us? Peace deals in the Middle East is like kind of, or or this would only specifically happen after Mashiach. So it's very dangerous what you're doing right now, because we're going to learn in the next Rambam, in the next Halacha, he says, we don't know till it happens, meaning you need to understand better what how, how the prophecy works. But the way the prophecy works, he gives you a Mashal Lechina, right? You only know really, really, really exactly what it meant once it happened, okay? Right, yeah, no, so I'm not saying like uh, Rabbi even mentioned before, you can't say that, oh, this happened, so it has to be that it means what the, uh, what the, what it says in the Only Torah. Only if it, if it fully happens, so yeah. Then, right, I know, but I'm saying, but, but is it possible? Like, I, I'm not saying like, oh, this is it, see, Garzevim Keves, but like, is, is it possible that this, you know, that after the fact, we'd look back and like, oh, that, you know, that's what it meant. The Garzev and Kevis was all those peace deals. And now you have all, you know, everybody going to Abu Dhabi. And I mean, they're not coming here because, you know, they have, they live in Abu Dhabi. What, 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 <laughs> what, did, what could they here? possibly find here that they would want to come? <laughs> but, but like, is it possible that, that that's what it is? So I'll, I'll say what you're saying. Very, I would be very careful. Okay, because you're going into very hot water. I didn't want to go into this topic, but um, you need to say it very carefully, meaning to say it doesn't mean that the prophecy was fulfilled, but there's definitely, definitely you see it's coming towards the prophecy. Mm-hmm. For example, all the Gedolim agree that nowadays is Ikvita de Mashiach, is the time right before Mashiach. Everyone agrees. How do they know that? Because like you're saying, since after the Holocaust, when six, seven million Jews live in Israel, this, if you would tell this to a Jew five, living 500 years ago in some shtetl in Europe, he would tell you, you're, you're out of your mind. What? Not, and not they even have 500 you, years ago, 70 years ago. 70 years ago, even, right? I'm saying even before the ago, Holocaust. Th- there was the someone, this big uh, historian, so I forgot his name. He came like. Right after the Holocaust, you know, like 70, 75 years ago, mm-hmm. uh, right after, I don't even remember, it was right after, right, I think it was right after Israel, be, you know, became a, a country, state. you know, after they, the they became a, mm-hmm. announced it as a state. He came and he wrote a book. Uh, he wrote a book and he's saying how, like, this is what the Bible says, Eretz Zavas Chalavadvash, the land of milk and honey, such a beautiful place to live. I'm driving all over. It's just deserts. It's just a desert. Nobody lives here. Every two hours of driving down the road, you see like, you know, some guy with a few sheep, but that's basically it. There is nothing here. My father, and you know, he passed away like 50 years ago. My father said he really, he wants him to come back to life, 
for and, and drive around for yeah, just for like a few hours, just to <laughs> take a trip from a lot to the Hermon. It, it literally just in seventy years, seventy years. You know that it literally changed. I'm not even talking about all the buildings and all the cities and all the people. Like even just the, the green. Kvishachad Yar Yerushalayim was like it was just a few a few plants. Twenty five years ago, we're not talking about like. 25 years ago, it's just a couple of plants, nothing crazy. And now you see the amount of just green. Wow. And then besides that. that, you also have all the buildings and all the people right. and all and the go businesses. Up north. And go up north. Up north. Oh, my gosh. I mean, like. Emek Israel in the middle of the country where they have fields. Uh, they, yeah, they dried all like, the swamps. It's crazy. And right? It's crazy. It's like it we're talking about, you know, not even 100 years since that was just since the Holocaust, the, the drastic uh, shift that happened here in like any any corner you look at it this is just crazy wow unbelievable so so you see what i'm saying to say what you're saying but very carefully because there was a line that some people crossed and started saying okay yeah yeah the 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 prophecy was fulfilled completely and then you get to and then it can get very confusing mm-hmm. i'll say it in very in very short so like you need to say yes, it is possible that this is what it means, but we'll never know for sure till Mashiach comes. Till it fully, fuf- it's fully fulfilled, and we need the come the coming of Mashiach, yeah. which is building the temple. But it's like when Mashiach comes, you're gonna say, "Oh, regards Evim Kaves, this was this either it was you know no, the people, and it's gonna be fully be something else, and only if it's really fully, fully right. Okay, right, <laughs> right now we have peace treaties, and we, and it's what Trump did is incredible. Like, who would dream? But there's still other countries that want to kill us. There's still Iran. And yeah. We're going to live in peace with Iran. We're going to, like, say, hi, Khomeini, how are you? That's the promise. So that's still far from happening. But however, like you're saying, some incredible things did happen. The Kibbutz Nitzchis Road, right? There's a prophecy of of, Klali, of the Jewish people returning to their land. That happened, but, I mean, there's there, still there's other still Jews in the world. Jews being outside of being, There's still anti-Semitism going on. There's still... People that want to kill our guts, there's still Gaza, there's still, uh, I won't start talking about terror, and the Arabs that live among us that want to kill us. I mean, it didn't fully happen. So that's why you need to be very careful. Did the prophecy was fully fulfilled? No. Is there hints that it's, wow, things that you cannot just ignore, such as the state. Things are moving. Things are happening. Yes. So that's why we call it ikvitadem shicha. It's definitely pushing towards the time. I'll say, and that brings us, leads us to the all those myths that people say that the money will grow on, the, that the bread will grow on trees, right? For example, Atida Eretz Yisrael, right? It's a gemar. Tell me, um, bread will grow on trees? According to the Ramam, we just said, Olam Keminogo Noeg. Bread doesn't grow on trees. You need to make bread. And it, it comes from grain, not from trees. Yeah. What does it mean? Again, all those things, all of them, you hear that? All of them, says the Rambam, are all mashal v'chida. They're all a parable. They're a mashal. And I'll just give you on that, on the bread, Atidar Yisrael Golomos, one of the perushim, there's a few uh, uh, explanations. One explanation is, just like a fruit, it grows on a tree. Once you work that, right, it, it's the fruit just comes out of the tree. It's kind of a easy process, right? It's not such a hard process. Obviously, it's a hard process to grow the tree, but that, that happened a few years ago. But once you have a tree up and running, right, so the fruits, just every year, you have the fruits, you take care of it, you water the tree, and, and it's yeah, pretty it's easy, just, you know, relatively it, easy. Cutting off some bushes every now and then. Exactly. And Back in the days, to make bread, ho, ho, ho. How, how hard was it to make a bread? Huh? You had to 
plow the field, plant seeds, wait for it to grow, harvest it, take it, separate the thing from the thing. Oh, it was such a, it was a. Everybody used to do it for himself. Exactly. How hard, what's it, how hard? To walk two minutes to a Macaulay and pay 590. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, so is that the prophecy fulfilled? I'm not saying. I cannot say that till it happens, says the Ramam. But that's showing me that, wow, look at that. Look. The train has left the station. It literally, it so literally it sounds, it, it's literally so easy. Like, it's like picking off. An, how how hard is it to pick, up, pick off uh, an apple from a tree, right? And pay a few cents for it, right? Easy like anything. So definitely the world got so much better. For instance, your shirt you're wearing, right? Back in the days, someone had to sit and sew it and get all the string and go through every every hole. <laughs> there was someone going through every hole in your shirt, right? Mm-hmm. It didn't just come. Today, you have machines. Since the Industrial Revolution, yeah, you have machines that... Whoosh, exactly. So, and that's another, Gemara, it says that people have servants that... That will do things for you. The world will be much easier, but you're going to have like three thousand servants doing it, doing the job for you. I'm just giving this general description. It says that each string. Uh, it says you're going to have. A... So I'm just giving. I'm not saying these nevus are fully fulfilled. I cannot say it. Right. I cannot say it. But you definitely should start being very excited that we're getting close to it. Whoever's not excited, I have this year that I give on Yom Ma'ud on this conflict, this big conflict between, um, you know, uh, thinking about the, the the country in a in a secular way and the religious way to looking at this miracle that happened, that the Jews returned to Israel and build the country. Right? You have this big conflict that goes on Yom Ma'ud where uh, the non-religious people in Israel. And around the world, non-religious Jews are like are convinced it's the happiest thing ever that happened to us in history, right? When you have a group of people that are like are not happy, are not happy in the same way. Why? So I have a whole shear that explaining that it goes deeper into this topic. What is this big conflict that we have? Like on one hand, we are here, we are safe here, relatively speaking. Although you know we had wars and we had we have terror. But relatively speaking, we're in Like, how crazy is that? On the other hand, you have millions of Jews that lost their belief in God. They don't know Shema Yisrael. They came to the country from Iraq, from Iran, from Morocco, from Algeria, from all around, the, especially, especially the Arab countries and some of the Ashkenazi, the European countries after the war that came believing in God, fully religious. And now you have millions of them that are, because of that, because they, they stripped them off their religion, they don't know Shema Yisrael Hashem, Hashem Echad. And so how do you view it? What's the way to look at it? So I have a whole share about that. We're a whole episode, we'll, maybe we'll get to that also. Not sure. But uh, maybe we'll get to that. Um, so that's why I'm saying you got to be very careful the way you think about this. Okay. But one thing is very clear is that the Rambam is saying. Rambam is saying, and this I'm going to read it to you. And, and so on, all those myths that you heard, they're all parables. They're all parables. That's how Nevuah works, if you know. 
ubimos hamelech hamashiach, and in the days of Messiah, yivada lechol, everyone's going to know. I'm not going to need to prove it to you. Hey, that is the prophecy. Yivada lechol will be known to all. Le'ezedavar hayam mashal. What is that mashal was referring to? Uma inyan rimzubahem, and which hint they were hinting in that parable. You understand? So that's why I would say what you're saying with with Dubai and everything that's happening now with the peace treaties. These are incredible things. Whoever is not like, wow, Hashem, thank you, is is out of his mind, right? That's on one hand. On the other hand, to be very, very careful and say, yes, but it's not, I'm I'm not the one that could say, oh, yeah, the prophecy is fulfilled because you need to be look very carefully at the prophecy. And obviously you see it's not fully fulfilled. That That everyone will agree. The argument is at the beginning of the prophecy, do you call it atchalta de geula? That's a dangerous word that I'm throwing out of here. That's been a lot of mess around it. Or it's only ikvetadem shicha. I'm not going to go deep into this um, kind of hashkaf argument. There's people that say to there, to here, to there. So I don't want to, you know, I try to stay away from the very controversial things. Let's try the things that at least we can know clearly. So for the past couple of weeks, you heard me talking about the fascinating book On the Shoulders of Giants by Rabbi Shmuel Bloom. Now, you may ask, why am I pushing this book so much? Why am I talking about it all the time? Well, on this podcast, we are all about the basics of Judaism, building strong Jewish foundations. Now, the best way to become a good Jew is to learn from those who did it the best, the G'dayle Yisrael. From the Chafetz Chaim, Reb Aaron Cutler, Reb Aaron Leib Steinman, the Ger Rebbes, and many, many more. Rabbi Shmuel Bloom, who was involved in Agudis Yisrael for over five decades. He brings us stories of Gedoli Yisrael understanding what made them such great and giant people. What messages could we take and learn from them to help us become better Jews and closer to God? So if you're interested in strengthening your relationship with HaKadosh Baruch Hu, you should definitely get a copy of the fascinating book On the Shoulders of Giants by Rabbi Shmuel Bloom. Get your copy today at artsgirl.com, Amazon, or at your local Jewish bookstore. On the Shoulders of Giants by Rabbi Shmuel Bloom. Get your copy today. I would also like to let you know that every few weeks throughout the Back to Basics program, we have a Q&A with Rabbi Liel Shalom. So if you have a question or just want to get a little bit more clarity on any one of the episodes, send us your question to jewishfoundations at gmail.com. That is jewishfoundations at gmail.com. Starting next Q&A, not just one, but every person whose question is answered will get a free copy of the fascinating book On the Shoulders of Giants. So, send us your question today to jewishfoundations at gmail.com. And now, let's get back to the show. There's another Rambam over here. There's more we can go, but we're going to kind of try to get just to the point so we have the main part over here, although there's a lot of details that could still go into it. But in... um, in the Halacha base over here, the Rambam goes on and he explains a little bit about the war. Everyone heard that there will be an incredible war, right? So the Rambam has a few words about it. Really, what will really change between the days of Mashiach and before is number one on the list is we're not going to be under, you know, um, the, any other kingdom that are that are oppressing us. Okay, we're going to be able to practice religious freely 
and do what we we were meant to do without um, anyone oppressing us like we've been having in the last 2,000 years. And so that's the basic idea, but soon we're going to get, we're getting to really to the point. If you look at the prophecies, it seems from the very simple understanding of the Nevi'im, at the beginning of the process, I'm bringing this word now, the process of the coming of Mashiach, there will be a war. Gogu Magog, the famous Gogu Magog war. Now, can I tell you what war it is? No, once all the prophecies will be fulfilled and I see the big picture, then I could point out to you, okay, this war was this and this was that. But that still didn't happen because Mashiach didn't come yet. Unfortunately, we just need that leader to come, like we said, like you spoke last week. And before the, 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 the war, there will be a Navi, there will be a prophet that will bring that will prepare Claudius role towards that process of the coming of Mashiach. So that means there will be sort of a prophet that will come and prepare us for those days. He's not coming to say, hey, you're pure, you're bad, you're good, you're bad. That's not his job. His point is to bring us to the spiritual level. Like it says, Okay, the Ramam goes on, on and on, and the Ramam has just one line before we get to the real point, and then the next one is going to really get to the point. Sorry, I'm dragging it, and I know you're waiting for that point to come. So we're getting there. Just one last thing, the Ramam has a warning for us. The Ramam warns us, and he says, listen, don't listen to this episode too many times. Don't get yourself too busy with this, with trying to figure out, wait, what happened with Dubai is really thing, and Trump, Begimatria, is this, don't get yourself way too busy with this. This is not your main goal of learning in your life. Why? It doesn't really bring you, um, it doesn't help you in your working on yourself and bettering yourself, what the Torah really wants you to do to start figuring out, well, this Navi is tied to Trump. This a, It's a process that will happen. Basically, says the Rambam, there's no need to like try to figure out what's going to happen. You just need to focus on re- re- what's really it's designed for the Mashiach and pray for Mashiach all the time instead of be busy saying, oh, Trump is this, this is that, when the peace treaty is this, what you were saying before, that's why I was saying, saying very carefully and not making it your main job of your life right now. If you're learning the Navim, the Psukim on it, that's Torah, that's learning the Torah, and you're learning the promise that Hashem gave us, that's no problem. Um, I will dare to say, this is a little bit, I I was looking for a source for this to exp- someone to explain the Ramam a little bit more clear. What does the Ramam mean not to deal, not to deal with it? So the Ramam says, He's putting them together with people that calculate what's the end. Well, Mashiach will come and this and this uh, date. That's you're not allowed to do that. It's the Gemara has kind of a curse for those people that do it. So the I think the Ramam is not referring to if you want to learn the sugya, learn the prophecies, the promise about Mashiach, learn the psukim. That's not a problem. You can learn them day and night. 
it's not the issue. Because you're learning Torah, you're figuring out what the Hashem promised. I think the Rambam more means, and this is a little bit, I didn't find so much support for this idea, but it, it kind of seems that that's the Pshat, because the Rambam is saying, um, the Rambam says, also don't calculate the dates, right? So it sounds like the Rambam is tying them together of this people that are busy with this all the time, together with the people that calculate the time, okay? So that's that's terrible to do. The Gemara says, um, you know, uh, I feel like the, you have a if you give a date. Asked, like there, I remember in the, the past couple of years, there were a few times that like he said, oh, Mashiach's right around the corner, Mashiach's this. So like, oh, but it says not to deal with the dates. And like, he's not saying dates. He didn't he said say it's a right date. around the corner. But we've been waiting right. for, for 2,000 years for Mashiach to come. It, it could be that 50 years or even 100 years compared to the 2,000 years that we were waiting is right around the corner. Right. Right, exactly. So, you said it well. You said it well, and also that definitely now it's different than saying it fifty years. Like it's fifty years ago, like you said. Now it's incredible. You 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 see how the world is turning. It's like everything is making sense now. Right. Like we said, we can't like we can't know for sure. Once it happens, uh, for sure you'll know right, for sure. Well, That's right. the Rambam saying, saying now. Before that, Mashiach didn't come yet, unfortunately. So so we can't say, oh, this means this and this means that. So you see, right. everything's working out. So perfect, yay! It, it's great. less far fetched than it was, right? Uh, uh, right. You see it coming. Yes. So you see it cooking. coming. Something is cooking. And that's the state that we perfect. That's fine to be in. The Rambam is just warning us from two points. Number one is starting to kind of figuring out the math. Like you're saying, when it says in there, it means Donald Trump. When it says this, it means Hitler. It means that's dangerous to do. And the Rambam is tying them together. And also, you sh- you're not allowed to give a date. Well, Mashiach is coming next year in the di- this in doomsday, in this day, right? You're not allowed to do that. It's So, but I don't think the Rambam means if you're going to learning the prophets inside and learning the sugya, and especially like we said, if you're learning this for the purpose of knowing what you sh- you are praying for. So definitely you should learn this. No question. Once you know this, okay, so you don't need to make, don't try to figure out exactly how the turn of the world is spinning. I, again, that I think is the the real shot over here is, you know, usually I try don't to, not to say shot in for my own, just I always try to find some support for this idea. But I think it, that's what the Ramam uh, really means over here. Again, if you want to say that the Ramam says not to be busy with this whole thing day and night, clearly it says, but definitely we, we can know for sure that the Ramam is, is, is saying don't don't start calculating what, what's happening today and exactly what it means in the Nevim. That won't bring you anywhere. But what should you? So the next one here, we got to, to the final, to the grand finale. What? Why should we yearn for Mashiach? Why should we want the days of Mashiach so much to come? And here we go. If we can give this idea over in five minutes, we are big winners because then it's going to kind of channel your whole entire davening, your whole entire yearning from Mashiach to this new, exact, clear, crystal clear understanding. Kind and you're going to really what, yearn for it. What am I missing it. in my life that I would that I would want Mashiach to come for, you know, literally the whole world to change? Like, kind of what am I missing in my life that I would want it so much exactly. and yearn for it? Exactly. And so here it comes. You ready for it? Here it comes. So I'm going to read you without, uh, so without further ado, I'm going to read you the Ramam because I can't say it even better, obviously, than his words. It's it's in the Perik Dalit. It's even a song by Miami Boys Choir back in the days. Any old timers listening to us, 
um, and you know Miami Boys Choir. They had a song about it. Lo The prophets and the chachamim and our sages, they were not desiring the days of Mashiach, yearning, like we say, for the days of Mashiach, not for sheishlatu al-kolam. Look at the sheishlatu al-kolam. Not so we, the Jews, will control the world, like the Protocols of Zion, if you if you heard of that, or all those anti-Semites think that all we want to do is control the world, right? That was, no, we're not desiring the days of Mashiach, so we will control the world. Not so we will rule over those enemies. Ha <laughs> ha. The Romans once ruled over us. We're going to rule over them. And we're going to rule over all of our enemies. Ha ha ha. The Germans, the Iranians, ha, we'll crush them. It's not the point of Mashiach. Nope. And not also so all the nations will praise us. Wow, the Jews are awesome. Right? Sorry. That's not the point. That's not the point of Mashiach. Nope. And not to party. Not so the days of Mashiach will come. And I'm just going to be free so I can party and go on my cruise and do whatever I want. Sorry, that's not what Mashiach was designed for. You can do it here. You can do it before Mashiach. You can go and party. Could go to Abu Dhabi. Uh, yeah, that's not the point. Uh, right. Ella. Comes the Ramam, he drops the bomb. What's the point of Mashiach? Ella kedei sheyu pnuim batoro v'chachmasa. Pay attention to the words. Ella kedei sheyu pnuim. So we will be kind of available to study Torah and its wisdom. V'lo yelam nogesu mevatel. And we won't have someone kicking us out of the base medrash or beating us up or yelling at us, or not letting us learn, or not letting us do our thing. Let us just do our thing. We just want the whole piece is designed for one thing. Just just have a peace of mind. For what? For what? It's not, it's not the end of the story. So we will be available to learn Torah and, and its wisdom. By the way, that will be the next episode. Maybe not next. Maybe we'll wait for it. But in the episode of Olam Haba, the Rambam is sending us, like I explained, we're going to go there and explain what is Olam Haba. So we don't know what the world to come is yet, right? We don't know Olam Haba. So even if you don't know Olam Haba is yet, the concept. But here's the idea very clearly. The promise of Mashiach is that there will be time in this physical world Make no mistake, in this physical world, it's promised that there will be a period of time. We know that till the end of days, what we call at the end of the 6,000 years, according to our count, that's 5,000 right now, 781 years, right? That's our count now from creation. We know, don't ask me right now, it's, it has to do with the Pasuk, we learned that the, the, it will stand for six days. And by God, every day is equivalent to 1,000 years for our purpose, for our time purpose. So the world will stand for 6,000 years, right? So the end of the 6,000 years is, is near, right? It's in 200, 219 years. So that we have it, uh, the promise of Mashiach that within these 200 and something years, within this time, there must be, must, it's a promise. 
here, you see, that's where the imuna part is. God promised and he will fulfill. That's the mitzvah of imuna over here, to trust Hashem, that he will fulfill this. That the that when that there will be a period of time in this world that's not messed up. <laughs> Till now in history, find a time that there was no war. Find me a time. There's someone that once did that. He found that there was literally a very short period of time in history that there was absolutely no wars that we know of, <laughs> at least. Right? Most of history was filled with wars here and there. Right? Was filled yes, like specifically with the Jews or just no 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 in general in general, in, general mm-hmm. in the world wars in the world um, throughout <laughs> and talking about the Jews like yeah start the list of how much we went through yeah no I'm saying but obviously like you know between each war we kind of built ourselves up back to powered before you read Navi started. right you read Navi we had quiet for forty years then the Palestinians right that's what I'm saying came. we had quiet for forty years that's what I'm talking yeah. about. like we had but for a very short period of time right but, yeah, right it was never like five hundred years that went by that that or just like not really no yeah. uh, but but uh but and he was talking about the history of the recorded history of the world that we know of but literally there were just a few years I don't remember how much. 120, I mean, I don't remember the number, but like it was very few years that there was absolutely no wars in the world. So imagine a world without wars. Imagine a war that we don't need to deal with such, with, with the minus, with such evilness, such wars and people that just want to kill us and, and, and people that are just out there to get us. Imagine the world that everyone's living in peace. Everyone's dealing with each other, having business and everything. How much would it better the world just without wars? Incredible, right? would be the best. Imagine. So that's kind of the basic foundation of the promise of Mashiach, that there will be peace in the world, right? And there's psukim that, the you know, the guns and the swords will turn into, you know, um, meaning they're going to use metal not for wars. They're going to use it to plow the seeds for the machines. Right to plow this the the, the fields. I mean, right, etc. So that's the so here's the idea. I'll explain it. Disclaimer: When Mashiach comes, it's not that suddenly in one moment we all turn into the best humans on planet Earth. Everything everything turns good. Suddenly you're the best person in the world. Sorry, no, not exactly. What it is, it's the beginning of a process that will enable you to become a very elevated person. You get this? Rechaim Kanevsky, right? Rechaim Kanevsky, he's such a great tzaddik, Rabbi Yosef, right? Yashiv, all these great tzaddikim that we had in the last generation that we know, Rabbi Moshe Feinstein, these great, great, great tzaddikim that we know that they were here, right? You think they don't have a Yitzhahara? They have a Yitzhar. They do. And they're dealing with him. But on a very high level. Right? Their Yitzhahara is these calculations within calculations of, and it's big, big deals for them. Right? Of course, Yitzhahara kind of grows because now you're dealing with even higher things and higher things and higher things that on your level, to Mevato, that one second of Torah or to say the wrong thing, on a slight, and it might be understood, duh, 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 it's calculated deeper for a bigger tzaddik, right? But we don't want, but look what people today are dealing with 
with the lowest of the lowest of the lowest of Nisiones. We're dealing with 12-year-old kids dealing, watching schmutz online, watching, you know, content that's destroying their life online. And how low is our Nisiones? What do we need to deal with, with anti-Semitism, with people, with the news, with the terrible news? I don't want to sound so pessimistic, right? But definitely we're dealing with our Yetzirah, our battle between the good and bad is on an extremely low level. The world is on such a low level. The, the world leads such a low morality uh, uh, point, right, that we're in. The days of Mashiach are designed to start bringing us into a process, into days, that the fight is fair. You're going to have Yetzirah and Yetzirah Tov, but you're not going to deal with it on such a low level. You're going to be panui. You're going to be available for just being busy in Avodah Hashem. You're going to have the Beis Hamikdash. You're going to the world will return into a very moral and spiritual world slowly, slowly in the process because you don't need to deal with wars and disgusting people. Sorry for the word. Right? Unfortunately, there's like really, really evil people today that are bringing the world into such a low uh, uh, point. Mashiach is designed to bring the world to this physical world. Physical world. You're going to still have jobs. You're going to still need to be parnasa, And you're going to still have a Yetzirah, but on a, such a high level. Not in a level that we can recognize even today. We're not even going to recognize it. That's the promise of Mashiach. So you're rich. You're successful. You live in, who knows, uh, somewhere in some suburb, beautiful house, and you have a swimming pool, and you're living the good life. But you know what you're dealing with? Look at your chinuch of your child, what you're dealing with. Look at the level of spirituality you're living with. Living with. Look at the level of morality you're living with. The world, You will become a much greater person because the world will enable, kind of, we're going to get a, like a, a little jump start. We're going to, now the whole world, the evilness is like, everything is against us. But disclaimer, we messed it up. Okay, if you go back in history, we we created this. It's not that Hashem made us. Hashem gave us the option. Hashem gave us Bechira. That goes into Adam Rishon, right? But starting from Adam Rishon, we messed up this world. We brought it to this point. The promise of Mashiach, that within all this messed up world, and that's how Hashem wanted it to be. I mean, He wanted us to choose and make our own world. But there will be a period of time that will be fair. It will be a fair battle between the good and the bad, the fair battle between our Yetzirah and Yetzirah. We're going to be such high elevated people with the with the Beis Amikdash, with the Mashiach, just for one purpose, to live in peace with all the rest of the nations. And hopefully they will be elevated as well. They're going to be also have, if they're, they're going to be elevated to, to Mekayim, the seven Mrs. Menoach, to give them also, and especially us, the opportunity. For what, says the Rambam? So we have more Zchuyos. In Olam Haba. So we will enter Olam Haba. It's kind of Hashem giving us a bonus. Mashiach is kind of a bonus on the test. You've been working hard. I know you're working hard, you're working hard. But don't worry. At the end of this test, if you're working really, really hard, you're going to get a great reward. What is that reward? It's Olam Haba. We're going to talk about that. But at the end of those days, I promise you that there will be a period of time that at least your battle, you're going to still need to earn. But at least it will be like fair. You're going to be dealing with, so you can at least get to have more chances and more schuyos. 
in Zolom Hamba. It's just like a bonus. That's why we should pray and yearn for those days where I can be an elevated person, that what I'm dealing with is not with these low stuff. I'm dealing with so many, so much high element. I mean, you all you need to do to understand what I'm saying is look around your life. Every every person has his perspective on how low <laughs> things that he's dealing with. I mean, start looking around the relationships in the world. Terrible stories. Divorce rates in the world. That's a very low point in morale, morality. How much murder in the world. Again, I'm not trying to just point. I know that there's tons of so much good in the world. I'm well aware of all the good in the world. But the battle between the good and bad over here that we are facing is on such a low point. The days of Mashiach are designed to bring that to a very high point. So we have more schuyos, more chances. So we could earn In Olam Haba. So we can earn more and get to Olam Haba with those earnings. Um, leave you by, with that, and I'll just leave with the, like we try to do with the bracham, that all our yearnings and pray, prayers of Mashiach, if you want to get chizuk, just yearn to be a better person that doesn't need to deal with open the news. Like, just open the news and see what we're dealing with. We don't want to deal with this. I mean, some people that, again, that people that his life is very comfortable, he should look into his life really on the on what level of Yetzirah Yetzirah Tov he's dealing with? What level does he see? The, is he happy with the way the world is? Is it just he should open his window and stick out his nose out of the window. Is he happy? A little bit beyond the circles, look around your family. Are they happy? Why aren't they happy? What are they missing? They're missing being elevated people, being people that are fulfilled, that are happy. You're only happy in one way. You're happy when you meet your expectations of being a great person. Everyone has expectations to be a very good person, to be a good husband, to be a good mother, to be a good Jew, to be close to Hashem. And if you have she'ifa, if you if you hope to to be elevated, to be big over there, you should pray for Mashiach because that is gonna that's the thing that will enable you to bring you. And bring you to a very high point. It just gives you the idea of that whoever is a tzaddik in this in these days, the days before Mashiach, how huge it is. Just as a side point, if a person is a tzaddik already, any anything you you know you want to look online and you worked and you didn't look on online in the schmutz and the bad things, you are a hero. Right, because you don't have such a world that's helping you out to be an elevated person. You're yet elevating, but again, we don't want to be on that level of dealing with that. We want to be on a much higher level. We need to yearn and pray for the days of Mashiach to come, where the world will just be a better place. For one point, she yipnuim, So that is it for today. Hope you were able to learn something new. Hope you were able to put something in your pocket for life, as we like to say here on the Foundations Podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, don't forget to let a friend know, subscribe, and leave a comment. Thank you very much for listening. Hope you have a wonderful day. We will be back next week.